This week, we got the clap from Vikings, there's a storm coming, and our home's homecoming is dashed by the city that never sleeps. This is On The Ranch. We have no try. Can you confirm a knock-on, please? There, there it is. I think we might see this one overturned. Nick Kotrick maintains possession and gets the ball to the goal line. We have a decision. There it is. Canberra's got the first points of the day. All right, welcome back to episode five of On the Ranch. We're back. Flying fives, drive for five. We're doing well. This is going great. Uh, my name's Rob. You can find me on Twitter at XRBob. You can find us on Facebook at On The Spot, and that's about it because we don't hang out on many of the other socials. Pistol is in front of me. He is fresh from an On The Spot shoot, and he is fresh and looking fine. That mustache, Pistol, that gives Regan Campbell-Gillard a run for his money, I have to say. I'd say Magnum P.I., mate. Tom Selleck all the way. Absolutely. Riding shotgun with a young Sally Field. Oh, well, that sounds like the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> retro round. Certainly look in the 80s. Maybe you should save it for the retro round. How was your weekend? Mate, weekend was, was all right. I helped out uh, a friend of mine. He had some issues at his parents' place and uh, actually caught up with yourself on the hill watching the footy game. So that was, that was really good until about 10 minutes into the game and... <laughs> They've scored a couple of back-to-backs, and it sort of went downhill. I thought at one stage we might have been in for a, a golden point, but those hopes were dashed with a with a few uh, fifth tackle issues not going to plan. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Sunday had a good game of cricket and did some hedges and mowed the lawn. It was quite a quite a relaxing one. You did more than me. I sat on my rear rear end and watched car racing all weekend. So, but that's how I like it. Right. Straight into the Postman Goat, we have a iTunes five-star review, which quite possibly could have appeared last week before the last podcast, but I was uh, a bit slack in checking that before we recorded. Uh, JC130145, I'm going to assume wow. that that is possibly his birthday. Anyway, he says, this podcast is a good listen for North Queensland Cowboys fans. The guys obviously have a bit of a one-eyed view based towards the Cowboys, however... That sounds to be the intent of the show, and just because they favour the boys from the north, they still give credit to the opposition team and players when it is due. Sign up and have a listen. Oh, JC, we love you. Cannot agree any more than that, JC. I don't know about one-eyed. No, I still were <laughs> partial. <laughs> Part- partially one-eyed, perhaps. Well, I'm, I'm four-eyed, so maybe I'm two-eyed yeah, in this one. We, so. look, we don't have eye. We're not wearing an eye patch, but. All right, we'll we'll try and work on a bit more uh, middle ground. They are blue and grey coloured glasses at times, that's for sure. We've <laughs> also got uh, Phil Garland has uh, given us a shout out. He said, uh, good little pod to get the juices flowing for the game this afternoon. Obviously, he posted that on Saturday, which was th- fantastic. Thanks for that, Phil. Good share to all your mates there. Thank Love you. Love your work, Philo. And uh, tell Youngie to get back to work. Last tackle, 25 metres out from the Cowboys line. Hodgson goes short side. Williams a dab. Here comes Leilua. Popping his way forward. Picked up by Rapina. 
Yeah. If it's all legal, it's the Canberra Raiders' try. second try. That looks to be okay Comes there. Off the of Joseph or does he hold him there? But he's fallen down, isn't he? No, that's a try. Jordan Rapana gathers the ball cleanly. Then the dive. That's and a great shot, isn't it? Decision. All right, into the round four review. The Cowboys face the Raiders at 1300 Smiles Stadium in front of 11,750 fans. That was the official attendance. Tell you what, though. The Roosters Broncos at the SCG, they only managed 9,304. That could have a little bit to do with it being the SCG, but uh, they keep telling us the Broncos pull the fans. Yeah, I, I still think that Sydney siders don't want to head out west, to be honest. That could be part of it. That could be part of it. And just on that 11,000, like, I was there with you uh, on the game there, Rob, and it wasn't a bad crowd, but definitely I thought it, it lacked at least six or 7,000 uh, showing up. I don't know if it's the 4.30 time slot. I don't know why we have to coincide with daylight saving down there now that's finished, which is good. Perhaps a 5.31 might have got a few more through the gates, but uh, hopefully we've got a big uh, showing this week against the Storm come Friday night. There was uh, quite a contingent of vocal Raiders fans, I have to say. Yeah, one But it was good. It was a good atmosphere. I enjoyed it. One bloke with his, uh, what was it? The Queensland Raiders Army. Something like that. He was certainly resplendent. He, in some green gear. He definitely looked like he had not touched a drop at all. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, as we all know, the Raiders coming out winners, 30 points to 12. Cowboys tries came to Cooper and Asiata, with Kahu kicking two from two. The Raiders tries were from Kotrick, Croker, Leilua, and a double to Rapana. Croker kicking three from five and two from two penalty goals. Sam Williams, well, he had a field goal attempt just before half time with a, which sort of sprayed a bit wide, which was probably handy for us. Not that it really mattered in the end. All edge tries for the Raiders. That uh, second try was unfortunate. It was very broken play and just a loose ball. And Rapana collected it and fell over the line. But I mean, it's stuff that obviously should have been tidied up well before then. He had a bit to do with that Rapana, but um, yeah, you, it was kicked through, and I think it was a fumble by Bowen. At the back there, and it was no one wanted to pounce on the ball. And credit to to Jordan there, he's he's picked that up one handed and still had a bit to do to get to the line. But yeah, those little plays really really cost us. You know that could have been four nil instead of ten nil, and well, they only sort of ran away at the end. So that that was a massive play in the game. Well, his kick, Rapana's kick to uh, into the infield for Leilua to pick up and score as well yeah. was just pinpoint. That ball could have bounced in any direction. It, it, just, it actually uh, bounced away from Martin. So did, like, yeah. He was in position yeah. and it just... Uh... We were pretty much in it until Clifford, unfortunately, he, he had what... It's a bad game. And, you know, that's what resulted in the Raiders getting the advantage there. Um, he'll, he'll come back and learn from that. There was some shocking decisions i i think the raiders ran away it was 18 12 at the time with not long to go but a try would have leveled it up and there should have been a kick over the top and he's tried putting a little grubber through and there's just um yeah a few few glitches in his play which you'll learn from but it's something that you you can't take into to nrl you know he's still finding his feet in the big time but yeah, as you said, it was a bad game on his behalf, but he can only get better from it. Look, overall, there was 24 out of 35 completed sets for the Cowboys. That's at 69%. That's just not That's fantastic. not good enough at all. And you can't blame anything this week. There was 
it was dry weather. It was it wasn't humid. It was it was quite good conditions, and to to have a sun a Saturday game in the sun against a Raiders outfit that are probably playing at about ten degrees in Canberra, I would have thought that after twenty minutes into the game, Raiders would have been sapped and we would have got the got the roll on. But that's not what happened. Not what happened, <laughs> and and. I touched on it last week. You cannot mount pressure by constantly dropping the ball. Well, no, and the the forwards were overrun as a result of that and the the mistakes that we did make. I know Morgan made a few as well. It actually came from pressure from the Raiders. Credit to them. They put the pressure on exactly when they needed to. Despite that, both Cowboys tries were, were scored off some Morgan plays and involved Asiata. Absolutely. My boy, the head chef. They were constructed, you know. It wasn't a luck of the bounce or anything like that. Uh, at the end of the day, as long as you get over the line, then four points or six points on the scoreboards, all that matters. But there was some good enterprising play. But then, if they construct a full eighty minutes, I've got no doubt that uh, come full time against the Storm this Friday night, uh, our boys are definitely going to be well and truly in the dogfight. And if not, we'll all be singing life at the outpost. <laughs> well, I think. Probably Cohen Hess could do with some time in Q Cup. Not against that. I'd I'd be, yeah. I think he he's not the player he was. He, I don't believe he's an eighty minute player. Couldn't hurt him staying in a bit of Queensland Cup or even just going back to the bench, allowing someone like my boy, the Prince of Tonga, Peter Hollett, to come in, give him a baptism of fire. Uh, he's a big lad and he can play good on the fringes as well. So. Maybe Hess to the bench, even if not back to Q Cup. I don't want to see him drop Clifford or move Morgan around. I think they're our best two halves partners, but I'm not against the idea. If Greeny was to do it, I wouldn't mind seeing Asiata come on and play a full 80 minutes outside of Morgan. I know they trialed it a couple of seasons ago, and and he was good. Uh, I don't think he had the halfback to help him out. Uh, and so they, they moved him back into that bench role. But I think an Asiata outside Morgan uh, does have a bit of um, enterprise to it, and by freeing up that bench space, you can bring Kurt Baptiste on. Well, this is the fifth time in the past seven seasons that the Cowboys have started the season with three losses in their opening four matches. Uh, they have recovered to make the finals on three of the previous four occasions, which includes the 2015 Premiership. And the only failure came last season where we finished 13th. It was the Cowboys' 600th game, so it was uh, really to, should have lifted. For a that lot one. to play for, yeah. Forsberg out there, the redhead for the Raiders involved in that tackle. Granville for Morgan. There's the W again. Oh, good play. Cooper goes over. It used to be Thurston to Cooper. We saw it so many times. It's a poor defensive read from Sam Williams. Round 5 preview, the Cowboys versus the Storm. Our third straight home game at 1300 Smiles Stadium at 7.55pm Friday, the 12th of April. So Cameron Smith, he is just two points away from equaling Hazem El Masri's all-time point scoring record for all time. <laughs> That's usually what all-time point scoring would be. <laughs> Pretty much. He's on 2,418 points. Uh, well, Hazem El Mazar is on 2,418 points. So uh, Cameron Smith, yeah, just shy of I that. Think, I, I think you're finding, I think he, what is he, two points off. So he needs to score three points 
I've got a and from what I've been told, Hazem, while well, he was at the Bulldogs Melbourne game over on the weekend, to if Smithy did spot it, he'll I don't know some form of ceremony goes out. I don't know, gives him a pat on the head and a well done chap sort of thing. Doesn't give him a perpetual all time point scoring trophy. I I don't know maybe because that would sit in your cabinet for a fair fair length of time. It, it would maybe it's sort of like a Optimus Prime to Ultra Magnus and passes the matrix of leadership. I I don't know what what's happening, uh, but yeah, I believe Hasm, none of that. I'm pretty sure. Uh, no, never say never. <laughs> However, I know Hasm will be up for uh, for the game on Friday night if Smithy does uh, get this record. I'm going to go out on a whim and say Hazem will be travelling to the next Storm game oh. to pass on the Matrix, <laughs> as I don't think Smithy's going to slot, not even a conversion or try. I'm going to go zip, zero, nada. The boys are going to hold strong, and the Storm won't register a point. You've heard it here first. Well, they play the Roosters next week, or the week after, so it could be possible that zero points two weeks in a row. Perhaps. Hazem could be uh, Hazem, up some frequent flyer mileage. Hazem's, Hazem's flying around the country on the NRL expense, <laughs> staying in the grandest of hotels, <laughs> sipping Dom Perignon. Dom Perignon. <laughs> <laughs> or whilst he waits for Smithy to kick a conversion. <laughs> I think Smith might be in on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mate, I won't score for a couple of weeks. I won't we'll score for a couple of weeks. Wait till around. Wait, maybe, maybe the magic round, and then you can pass the matrix of leadership of the all-time point scoring record. I should just do it that round anyway. Well, it would make sense. It would make sense. Well, the key here, I think, uh, I've been watching a little bit of the Storm play, especially last week against the Bulldogs, and I think the key might actually be Munster. Uh, he was doing some steps right through the forward pack of the Bulldogs last week. And, uh, you know, he's pretty good at stepping right through a slow forward pack. And if we have anything, it's a slow yeah, forward pack, especially boy, at the, the moment. The boys are definitely not on cardio, are they? I, th- I think perhaps Munster. Would that be the key? Or especially with Vinavalu missing this week? I think Vernie will be a big loss. He, he provides a lot of safety on that wing. Tall fast running he he brings a lot where the playmakers like uh munster smith and and croft there they know they've got insurance on his side so without him there they're gonna they're gonna lack a bit not that munster i don't think it'll take away from his game but stopping stopping him obviously is going to be key but just losing that bit of insurance with vernavalu on the wing uh, might just play into our corner where uh, kicks over the top where Suli would normally be used to it. Their their winger that they bought in, I think who is he? Um, Marion Seve. Seve, yeah. He may not be up to the tune of play, so that could also frustrate Munster at times as well. He can get a bit flustered, Munster, at times. So I think probably if they catch him out a few times, he might just start to get a little couple bit of erratic. Play. Yeah, yeah, a couple of erratic um, kick plays, a couple of. Silly options, like you say, he can get flustered and hot under the collar as well. So you could even see him sitting down for 10 at some stage. Oh, big call there. There is, I have noticed, and I I know other people have noticed as well, there's less policing of the ruck this year. There's way less penalties this year than there was last year. And so there's 
as a result, a lot slower play the balls against the Storm because that's how they play. They do wrestle. I think that'll negate a lot of Granville's quick service and quick dummy half runs. So that could be a bit... Yeah, look, I, it's you just got to sort of overcome that. I, I like how the refs have controlled the games this year. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's it's much better uh, flow of play, but it certainly suits the Storms. It can. Style. Yeah, and Smithy isn't a runner from dummy half like Jake is. But give him, give him an inch and he'll run a mile, Jake. So if the Storm are slightly out, I, d- I don't think it'll negate uh, Granville's dummy half actions as such. He hasn't really gone from dummy half a few times. He's only taken a few runs every now and then. So I think he'll pick and choose his moment. And when he does, he'll catch the, the storm markers napping. Well, Canterbury put it to him last week. So we really need to be on our game. But uh, it absolutely can be done. If we can get the quick uh, quick runs and, and some good forward meters, or meters from the forwards, mm. I should say, I think we can actually take it to the Storm. We do have a habit in previous years of lifting against the Storm. We, so. we tend to always lift against Melbourne. Our record against them haven't been too bad. Uh, I don't want to touch on the 17 grand final for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Canterbury last week, they were paying something like 6-1. to one. They were given no chance. And, and they only missed by a conversion. Yeah, that's right. So... <laughs> I don't know, have the Storm played too early? I mean, I know they're too much of a, a good team. They're clinical and they're surgical. Uh, they'll, you know, Belly would have obviously been yelling at them. They would have all needed earplugs at half time. They, I thought they needed earplugs during the game. Did you see the footage? <laughs> oh, do <did> we? How would you be the coaching staff in the hot box? Oh, is, is he talking to me? He was off his tree. <laughs> he was going off and they were winning. Yeah, I think at one stage he said, my daughter's fire truck is bigger than that. <laughs> I, I I don't know what that means. Um, That's pretty much what the lip readers were. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, it definitely can be done. I mean, look, there's no secret. We haven't been playing well over the past few weeks, but... Bold understatement. <laughs> a little bold one. But for every... I guess for every loss you have, you're closer to a win, and why not take down the top dog on your own turf? Well, that's some optimism there. The teams this week, the Cowboys are mostly the same, uh, except a little bit of a shift on one wing. You'll see Bowen. I yeah, think Jav- he's been dropped. Javid Bowen has is, is now out. Ben Hampton has been shifted to the wing, and Inari Tuala has been named in the centre role on that side. Uh, which is fantastic, I think. It's good to see Tawala get his uh, get his shot on the starting side there. He's got speed over there. I mean, Hampton's quick. Bowen was quick. I don't know what isn't clicking for our boys. Maybe an injection of youth with Tawala. You know, he, he wants to play first grade, not just this season, but for another 10. This is a perfect time for him to sort of put yourself on the on the stage and show you what you can do. Well, overall, we do have a young spine between, you know, Martin, Clifford, Morgan, who, I mean, he is young as far as team leadership goes. It's his team now. And, and, you know, that's sure he had it in 2017, but he didn't really have it last year. He was still all still playing second fiddle. Now he's top dog. Now he's the big dog. Captain Morgan, as 
as it were. And Captain, my captain. <laughs> captain, my captain. Suliasi Vunivalu, I can never say that correctly. He is uh, having a stint on the on the sidelines for twisting. A trip? Or is it a twist? That's well, right. he made the tackle and the, it was 100% complete. And he, he crocodile rolled out of it <laughs> and twisted the leg of the Canterbury player whose name escapes oh, me. Oh, jeez. And didn't actually cause an injury, but it was just a ridiculously unnecessary move. We've had crushes, we've had squirrel grips, we've had chicken wings, now we've got crocodile roll. Crocodile roll out of it. If I can find <laughs> the footage, I'll show you. It's um, ridiculous. But he, he copped a ban for it, as he should. Uh, and uh, Marion Sev- Seve. Seve. Is... I haven't seen anything of Seve, so it'll oh, be interesting right. to see what he can, what he brings to the dinner table. Josh Adokar is back on the other wing, the Fox, which is somewhat unfortunate for us because he is a speed machine. What was he out for last week? Was it a hand? personal reasons? Oh, his oh, that's uh, right. yeah, his yeah, father yeah, is yeah. a boxer, and he is not not well. Not well. Hodgson across with Williams on for Nickel Klogstad. Bowen ran up too quickly. It opens a passage for Rapana. Kick back in field. Here comes Leiloa. Leiloa's got the ball. They're a beautiful double. In news this week, and a secret that's it's something that's not a secret to anybody, I guess. Val Holmes has secured a deal with the New York Jets. Good on him. Good on him. No good for us. Yeah, I was kind of set on him coming to play. You know, yeah, I know you're a big, uh... big Val fan, but <laughs> no credit to him. You know, he's he's gone over there on a whim. He's trying to pardon the pun, chase a dream, and and gone in with with not a great deal of experience compared to people his age that would have played college ball, uh, resis, pros, all that sort of stuff. And to get signed, I mean, he's still got a lot of work to do. He's still got to make the 53-man roster. And if that happens, you know, it'll be people are saying, oh, he's not getting the amount of money now, but he'll be on, on for a payday. And similar to Jared Hayne with the 49ers, he'll also be a marketer's dream in the States for all the Aussies. And I mean, I think something different with Val going over there trying his luck, is that he did the right thing. He, he said to Cronulla, I want to release. I'm at the peak. I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm not, if I come back, I might not be with you guys, you know. So he's he's left everything, cards on the table, and done everything with dignity. Look, if he fails, he fails. He'll, he'll always have a job over here, whether it be with Union League, even AFL. He's a, he's a freak athlete, so he can do anything, really. But no, hopefully he, he locks this down. It's not just a one-year flash-in-the-pan sort of thing and back by 2021, hopefully he goes good and makes a good career in the NFL. Well, unfortunately, the New York Jets do not have a good record. No, so they're... He's probably they're, not going to see too many victories. They're, but, they're uh, quite the uh, little brother to the New York Giants. <laughs> Indeed. But you've got to start somewhere and who knows if he kills it for the Jets and... Well, it's foot in the door, isn't it? It is, absolutely. So, best of luck, Val. Golden Point is uh, being talked about, and they're looking at giving one point to the losing team. I've I saw this. What's their structure? It's something like four points for a win, three points if you win. Oh, I haven't heard this one. Yeah, it's something like four points for a win normally, three points if you win in golden point extra time and one point if you lose in golden point. Oh. 
correct me if I'm wrong on that. I, our listeners are our best researchers. We will be corrected I, if we're wrong. I don't. If that's the structure they're looking at, that's just ridiculous. That sets up a whole lot of tanking to milk different points. I I don't think that structure will work. A one point for a golden point loss, I've always been a fan of. However, I think that come 80 minutes, a draw is a draw. In previous years, before golden point come in in the mid-2000s, both teams would get one point each. So that's good. A draw is that. A draw as a fan, you still want you want to see your team win. Uh, walking out of a stadium and it's just a draw, it's sort of a bit of a hollow feeling. So then they brought in golden point. Now you get two points for the win. You've busted your guts for 79 minutes and 59 seconds. The other team, like Panthers and Tigers, the other team scores on the siren and it's golden point. You had the win in your hands and within one second, it's now golden point. And then you've lost the game. So you've been bludged it out of of a point, essentially. Cowboys and Raiders play, and Cowboys get blown off the park. They still get zero points, same as the Tigers. So I think if it goes to golden point, I wouldn't mind seeing both teams get a point for the 80-minute draw. And then if you win, you get a bonus point. So you still can get two points for a win, but one point for a loss in golden point, which is a lot of points. That's a lot of points. Equates to a draw at the 80th minute. I think it should be a draw at 80 minutes regardless uh, or possibly have golden try. Golden try? I actually like the finals format where it's five minutes each way. Five minutes each way would be good. And then if you're in front, you're in front. The problem is field goals are being kicked from... 60 metres out now. Oh, did you see that Cleary one? That's he kicked the one that on 40. That exactly. would, he would have kicked that on the 65. Sam Williams' shot the other night was from about 45 out. You, do, you, you get the ball. If, if if any team attempts a field goal and misses, they get seven tackles. Yeah. Seven tackles, They and they get to start from the 20. On the 20. They only have to go 20, 30 metres, yep. and they can take a shot. That's they right. They've got seven tackles to do. It's too, e- too easy, and it redu- I think it's reduced... It's taken the football out of the football. And a lot of rules and adjudicating changes in Golden Point, there's a lot more relaxation. A lot more let's, gets let go because they don't want to give away yeah. a penalty in front of goal. I Look, I still like seeing a win at the end of the end of the day. It sucks if your team loses in Golden Point. Golden try, maybe. But I, I just think that five each way, no different to the finals. I think that's just... You know, otherwise it does become a field goal-a-thon. You can make case for another 10 minutes for the players. Well, if it went to the full golden point extra time, it would still be 10 minutes anyway. Uh, I think five each way just sets it up. That way, if you get in front, good luck to you. You've got to, you've got to hold it. Tackle number four. Granville been a while since he scored a try. Morgan, step twice. Morgan, as the answer, has scored. Stretches out with a selfie stick to score. To the Queensland Cup and the Blackhawks took on the Mackay Cutters at Jack Mansky over last Friday night. Unfortunately, going down 20 points to six. Clearly not a nighttime team, the, the Blackhawks. No. Joe Boyce, the only try scorer for the Blackhawks. And Khalifa Fai Fai Loa. Ah. 
Converting, the kicking the conversion for us there. Marcus Jensen, Ruben Cotter, and Ross Bella, the try scorers for the Mackay Ross Cutters. Ross Bella, Marty's young boy, the former male model, and crossing Marcus, the strip. And Marcus <laughs> Jensen kicking three from three and one from one penalty goal. Not the ideal game for the for the Blackhawks, but uh, if you're going to lose, at least you're losing to either the Cutters or the Pride, so... Northern Pride took on the Falcons at Sunshine Coast Stadium on Saturday. In a bloodbath. Unfortunately, going down 50 points to 10. Wow. Not a good night. Not a good night. Tries to the Falcons. There were 10 of them. Sandor Earl. Crossing for a hat trick. He got three there. Justin Olam, uh, Lachlan Rowe, Chris Lewis, John Rubin, Todd Murphy got a double. John Rubin, sorry, got a double as well. Uh, Todd Murphy kicked five from 10, 50% strike rate there, which is actually makes it the scoreline. That could have been 60 Could have been 10. a lot worse. Wow. Uh, tries for the Northern Pride from Dominic Biondi and Connor Jones. Braden Torpy kicking at one from two. And I do apologize in advance to Pride people. I did mention last week that Sandra Earl was back, and <laughs> yeah. I hope he had a. Hope he has a good game. I like Sandor and hope he, hope he uh, put the right foot forward and, well, looking at that, did he what? <laughs> so I do apologise for all you Pride fans. Sandor, um, clearly a listener of this podcast. <laughs> Sandor, Sandor was tuning in and, and did it for me up here. Uh, touching on that, though, good work to the Falcons. They're starting, like I said, Sunshine Coast is really starting to come alive for them down there. I've Got me brother-in-law that goes to a few of the games with his boys, and it's it's actually a good uh, good day out at the footy with the Sunshine Coast Falcons. They put on a good good entertainment, a good show. Well, they're actually taking on the Tigers this week on Saturday. East, yeah, right. At, uh, Sunshine Coast Stadium as well. Battle of first versus second. That'll be a cracking mm. game, I'm sure. Uh, when's that? Saturday. Saturday. Oh, I'll be driving back from Brisbane that day. You could just I, drop in. I it's think only at 12.40. 12.40, yeah. No, and... I think I'll be probably in Childers at that time, to be honest. <laughs> probably even past Childers. On the same day at 4pm, the Blackhawks are hosting the Dolphins at Jack Mansky Oval. Ah, the Redcliffe boys. They're coming up north. The Pride are hosting the Magpies at Barlow Park at 6pm. And the Cutters are hosting the Seagulls at BB Prince Stadium in Mackay at 6pm as well. Judging if traffic, if if the hugs and kisses wants to drive through from Rocky, I might even be able to make. Yeah, I might be able to make cutters versus seagulls. I don't see why not. If you're not there, I've, where's your commitment? I've got a fairly good one reason. All depends. I think we're probably going to be stopping in over Rocky overnight, but might be able to twist her arm if we can get to Rocky by one. In AFL, the Brisbane Lions managed a 17-point victory over the Port Adelaide Power. Three in a row, and that was a really good clash. Port have always been a thorn in the Lions' side. They seem to always come up, and it was a it was a tussle. It was a back-and-forth game, but my boys, three straight. West Coast Eagles ran out 22-point winners over Nobody. the arch-rivals, the Collingwood Nobody Magpies. Oh, at least you beat the Magpies. In Melbourne. Probably, what, add 4,000 to the game? 60,878. 60,000 at, uh, at the MCG. 
bit quiet, quiet night, really. No one wants to watch Collingwood, you see. To motorsport, the V8 supercars ran in Tasmania over the weekend. DJR team Penske had a win on the, the Saturday, a 1-2 victory. With Scott McLaughlin in first place and Fabian Coulthard in second. Shane Van Gisberg and the winner on the Sunday race. Uh, so it's sort of bringing some more balance back to the force, if you could call it that. <laughs> well, it's finally good to see Fabian getting up amongst the podium. He's running second in the championship now. Yeah, so it's, he, uh, he's had some lean years. This, this, what's this, his breakout season, I'd imagine? Well, well, he was a bit lean last year. The year before he did all right, uh, he was leading the championship there for a little bit last year he as well, fell actually. fell off the boil, though, didn't he? He did. He's had a bit of bad luck to the start of this year as well, but he's coming good. They're off to Phillip Island this week, so it will be interesting to see how the of gravity changes to the Falcons go. How's Chaz Mostart travelling? Uh, he's not fantastic. He's a bit lower in the championship. He's had a bit of bad luck to start the season. No, but, uh, I like so Chaz. It is a long season, so they, they'll be going all right. Chaz does a lot of overseas races as well, so he's, he's got, gets a lot of seat time in various different GT different, cars and that sort of thing. Different vehicles. Yeah. It'd be so hard to find his groove. Very good driver. I uh, believe his team finished fifth in the eight hours of Laguna Seca the week before really? last. So they did That's very well. That's a cracking effort. That was actually won by a pair of Aussies. Nick Foster and Tim Slade were paired up with an Italian whose name escapes me. And they won that race. Jose Guerrero. No. The Chinese Grand Prix. <laughs> In Formula One, the Chinese Grand Prix is on this weekend. Where I dare say we're going to see some Mercedes up the front again. More Mercedes, more however, Hamilton. However, Charles Leclerc. Oh. Charles Leclerc. Please. In the Ferrari, he's going good guns. He was uh, top of practice there for a while. And uh, he had Hamilton beat. Yeah, look, in Bahrain until an unfortunate accident. You can you can do the best you can, but when it comes to the main event, my boy Louis seems to always step up. And yeah. Danny Ricardo has come out in the meantime, and he didn't realise how far of a step back the Renault was going to be. You can take a paycheck, but it can't improve your career. <laughs> well, it has come out that the forty-seven million they said he was. Earning uh, yeah. by going to Renault it was grossly inaccurate. So it was based on points that you would deliver the team. <laughs> Probably there was some in a car that is four years old. <laughs> some performance clauses. In there. <laughs> no, it wasn't forty-seven million. It was probably forty-six and a half. Bormich done has lost it. Croker away for Kotrick. Back for Croker. What a pass back from Kotrick. Yeah, mate, I've got the inside pass. To the experienced centre, Jared Croker. Into the tips on Thursday, the 11th of April, 2019, for round five of the NRL. Strangely enough, the Broncos get to host the West Tigers at 7.50pm at Suncorp Stadium. Broncos. Thursday night, seven-day turnaround with the weekend up their sleeve. Who would have thought the Broncos would get that? What a surprise. Somehow... Though, the way they've been playing, they are $1.47 favourites. Oh, how? How? Well, in this game, I've, I, by now, I don't know if, if the, the listeners have picked up that I actually don't tip the Broncos at all. <laughs> I tip with um, morals and dignity. So, on that alone, Tigers for mine, and with a bit of luck, by 16+. plus. 
I too am taking the Tigers just based on form, but I also do not like the Broncos. Uh, but I'm going to take Tigers by four. I think it'll be a close one. All right, eh? right, eh? Friday, the 12th of April, Seabus Super Stadium. The Titans are hosting the Panthers at 6 p.m. The Panthers are going in at $1.62 favourites against $2.40. This will be the game that you'll see the Titans claim their first victory for the season. I've got Titans in this one. I just don't think Panthers showed me anything last week. They got lucky to get out of jail. And, yeah, Titans for mine, they're too good of a team to be sitting dormant. And with their halves of Taylor and Roberts now back, I think you'll see a bit more structure and cohesion within that Titans rank. Well, I don't think so. I think the Panthers have turned it around a little bit. I know I said that at the start of the season (laughs) too. Uh, But I am taking the Panthers for mine. At 7.55pm on Friday the 12th, the Cowboys hosting the Storm. One three hundred Smiles Stadium. The Storm at a dollar thirty six favorites versus the Cowboys. Three dollars twenty eight. Three dollars twenty eight. Good value. Very good value. So good. I'll even be putting a bit of my own on that one. Oh yeah, Cowboys for mine in this. I just don't see the Storm traveling up here. It could be my one eyed biased opinion coming out of me, no. but uh, no. Like the captain of the ship, I've got to, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down with it. But I think you'll see this will be the rise of the north. I just think uh, we've been sitting dormant now. And uh, like I said earlier in the podcast, why not start your season and take down the big dog? Well, I do hope you're right. However, I said last week that it would be the last time I tipped Cowboys on faith. <laughs> And they did not repay me. So I am switching to brain tipping, which we will soon find out is not much better. Just, you got to have a little faith, the faith, the faith. I did for four rounds. Uh, It worked for one of those four rounds. I'm going to storm this week. It's purely brain. Brain tipping, not heart tipping. Heart would be terrible. And on that note, we're also taking... Uh, resumes. We're also looking at anyone else that would like to join on the ranch as my host to the right of me might be looking for another position at a different network next week. Could be getting, could be getting the sack. <laughs> Don't think of April at Sunshine Coast Stadium. The Rabbitohs are taking their home game up there to host the Warriors. Ah, Good on, the, good on the Rabbitohs. They usually come up Cairns, but they're playing Cowboys in Cairns on the not Cowboys, they're playing Cowboys and Souths in the Magic Round this year, so they don't actually get to play the Cowboys up north, so they're going to Sunshine Coast. Good on them. I reckon you'll get 20000 at that game. Uh, Warriors for mine. That might explain why the Falcons game is at 1240. Ah, curtain raiser for the... Double header. Double header. So get on down there, all you Sunshine Coast uh, revelers. Gather the army and head on down. Watch the Falcons into the... Rabbitohs Warriors. Warriors for mine in this one. You're taking the Warriors? I'm taking the Warriors. I'm taking the Rabbitohs. That's unfortunate for you. (laughs) 5.30pm on the same day at Marathon Stadium. I'm getting on board the Marathon. Get on board Marathon. It's not McDonald's Jones Stadium. It's Marathon Stadium. I'm sick of saying McDonald's Jones Stadium. The the home of the Novocastrians. The Novocastrians are indeed hosting the Manly Sea Eagles. 
The Knights are a dollar fifty-five favourites here. Yeah, I'm taking purchase on that too. I'll be I'll be going the Knights in this one. Uh, Tommy Trebojevic is out again, so that's um, yeah, not that's bad that's action. not bad for the Knights. I the Knights have been unlucky. You know, they lost in a Golden Point last week. They should have won that game. They their choices were diabolical at times. Uh, they've only lost to the Panthers marginally as well. The Knights are a far better team than just the one win that they've had. So I'll be going the Knights in this one. I too will be taking the Knights. At Shark Park at 7.35pm on the same night, the Sharks are hosting the Roosters. Sharks, Roosters, live from Shark Park. Live from Shark Park. Ooh. Roosters favourites in this one so far, dollar forty six. Yeah, that's a Plays toss of the coin. The Sharks capitulated against Parra, didn't they? Mm. Roosters were dominant against the Broncos. But any team would look dominant any, against the Broncos. Yeah, except you know? us. Um, <laughs> maybe Titans. Maybe Titans. <laughs> Sorry for all you Titans fans out there. Burrell, I know. We didn't mean it. Um... Look forward to playing you for the wooden spoon later in the year. <laughs> the super spoon. Super spoon. Uh, sharkies for mine. I'm going to go Sharks in this one. Going to go the Sharkies, hey? I am going to stick with the Roosters. This Sunday at uh, Jubilee Stadium, the Dragons are hosting the Bulldogs. The Dragons, forty-seven favourites here. This will be a really good game. I like what the Bulldogs offered against the Storm, but... The iconic Red V, uh, yeah, they're, they're going to be... The last couple of wins by a point, they're going to get a lot of confidence out of that. I think Mary and his men will will claim the chocolates in this one. So the Red V for mine. I'm kind of torn. I really don't know. But I'm, I'll take the Dragons just because it is a Jubilee. But uh, zero confidence at all. It is a one. toss of the coin, this game. Would be. The second game out at GIO Stadium, the Raiders are hosting the Eels. Raiders a dollar fifty-seven page. And rightfully so. They're big and mean, they're mighty lean. <laughs> they are the green machine. <laughs> I don't I don't know how that song goes. Not um, like that, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> um Green Machine for mine, I think uh They'll be just too good for the Eels. That's going to be a really... That's probably the game of the round, to be honest. That will actually be an interesting game. That, watch, that's given a, the way the Eels are playing. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good game to close, it, close out the round and uh, get amongst the Viking clap. The benefit with that as well, when you're in Canberra or, or one of those colder places, you can wear all the apparel. Your jerseys, your jackets, your scarves, your beanies. Up here, you get to wear a jersey, that's... maybe in a Kubra and still sweat it out. I wore jeans the other night. Oh, I you looked uncomfortable. I wish I had not worn jeans. I was sweating before we got halfway from the car park yeah. to the stadium. I was jeans, jeans is good at night time in June. Yeah, I did not think it through. No, that, and that was ridiculous when I saw you wearing longs. Because I didn't have any drinks either. What is he doing wearing you know, longs? You notice I only got up once. Ah. That was at halftime. Because I didn't want to move, otherwise it was too friggin' hot. It was, yeah, it was a warm day. Uh, I too will be taking Canberra. There we go. Final seconds of this one. In fact, the first time in 15 years, the Canberra Raiders have won their first two away games in a season. Javid Bowen with the ball here. And there it is. The Cowboys slump to a third straight defeat. 
Well, that's it for us at On The Ranch this week. Coming up to NRL Round 5. Thanks for tuning in. It has been a fun episode. Uh, we have prattled on a little bit, but uh, we got there in the end. Sorry for the gibber if you got lost amongst <laughs> amongst some of that. We're, we're a little off the cuff this week, but it's uh, something different. And we'll probably keep going this way because uh, this has been a lot more fun. Again, thanks for tuning in. Sign up to us uh, or subscribe to us on uh, iTunes. Leave us a five-star review if you can. Follow along in JC 1301.45's footsteps and uh, leave us a, a glowing review. He's done a great job there. Yeah, love your work there, JC. All in all, it's been a great night. See you all out there. I actually won't be at the game this week. I'll be, like I said, driving the car back from Brisbane. Uh, but yeah, get out there, make all the noise for the boys, we can do the storm this week, it's definitely not impossible, uh, I think you'll find that uh, this is this is going to be the game where you see us rise up and uh, start climbing that ladder, so get out there boys and uh, get amongst it. Thanks for tuning in, I'm The Pistol. And I'm Rob. See you all next week. Good evening. Yeah, I just want to hear them say it, Victor it's, Rutherford. It's a commentator's dream. The lawnmower. Name. Yeah. The brush cutter. The brushy. Victor Radley. Victor. I'll be live. <laughs>